Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I'm Tim, and um, it's good to be back. We were took a little break, but um, back in action. So thank you for being patient with us. And the topic of our podcast today is the Gainesville Ripper, uh, also known as Daniel uh, Harold Rowling, uh, who uh, killed some co-eds uh, back in 1990 down in Gainesville, Florida, at the University of Florida. We're going to talk about his dastardly deeds, but before we do, let me introduce our panel. I'm joined today by the very lovely, very talented, the uh, mistress of the macabre, the empress of evil, the Satan's dirty little secret, and that is Brandy. Hi, Brandy. Hi, Tim. How are you? I am well. How you been? I'm good. You had consumption, is that correct? Yes, I developed consum- the consumption in, uh, well, or bird flu. I'm not sure if it's consumption. It might be a combination of the consumption and bird flu oh, while I was in Thailand. Wow. Yeah, so, uh, but uh, I'm on the men. Um, Thank goodness. I, I am stronger than the consumption. My thoughts and prayers were with you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. And uh, while I was away, I know that the uh, colonel has been working very hard on the YouTube page, so I'm, I'm looking forward to going We're to all looking We're forward to that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm also joined by the very distinguished and honorable, mm-hmm. the most dangerous man in podcasting today, Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Waters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm, I'm doing well, Timmy. Now, you know, I had to stay up a little bit late last night. Um because I got the, the sciatica. And, uh, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, he's uh, pregnant. I got the muscle butt, Timmy. You know, when you got the, when you got the butt that pops like that, mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of... I, and Did you have to take Advil? For those of you that don't know, I, I take a lot of... Uh, I'm on the Stairmaster a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you can't tell. So <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't want to be one of those men with the pancake butt, so I get on the Stairmaster. What was that thing that... Um, what was the thing that uh, the thigh master? Thigh master, yeah. You mm-hmm. use that. I use that. Well, oh, Suzanne that. Summers. Yes. Me and the missus. Uh, that's used for something else. But oh, uh, see. she'd be a little disturbed if I went into. What yeah, we don't that that, don't do that. Don't do um, that. But um, we have a sponsor today. We have a sponsor. You know what we got? We do got a sponsor, and we he was our sponsor last show. He's a friend of the show, actually. Um, and it's bought me as a sun painting up in Delaware. Yeah, Newark, and, Delaware. I Think. And what? you got Newark. In, in this, I want you. I want listeners. This is not important easy to now. say. This is important now. The colonel, colonel, live in a Tudor house. A Tudor. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, you would think that a colonel would live in a colonial. A two-door house? A two-door house. Oh. Two-door house. You know, okay. There's a, it's, it's a hybrid. I, I, I see your house. Too. I thought you lived like in a palatial estate. Well, that's my, that's my summer home, too. Okay. But about 10 years ago, I had uh, the colonel needed his house painted. Mm-hmm. So I called some painters out. And uh, they they just look. It was a big national chain, you know. Mm-hmm. And they, they, I, I didn't like. Are I we getting like to it? So I got this company. It was a small company. They've been around forever, mm-hmm. and uh, they painted my house. Now, Timmy, ten years ago, these men painted my house. Mm-hmm. It don't need painting again. It's still held up. Ten years. My point being. They can go Thank to you. one of these big... Ten. Now, our sponsor today is Bob Mears and Son. Mm-hmm. Now, these men been painting Delaware since 1989. They're brushing roller guys, Timmy. They don't... They, they don't, don't need to spray. No, you know, and they get to spray paint out those guys that you want to get the air hoses mm-hmm. and whatnot, and then all of a sudden you got my, my dog's green and yeah. everything else. And Rudy, that's not, a good word. that's not a good look for a Rudy. No. So you know these guys been these guys been stroking for twenty seven years, Timmy. Smooth even strokes for twenty seven years. Yeah. Bob Mears and Son painting. Yeah, thank Delaware. you, Bob. If um, you've been, if you so, but my point being, when you get in your house painted, you want somebody who's going to be reputable. Mm-hmm. You want somebody who's been around. You want somebody who knows what they're doing, knows what kind of paint to use on what kind of surface, and you want somebody with experience. And you want somebody who you can call and get a hold of, right? Absolutely. So who are you going to call, Timmy? Bob Mears and Son. Damn right, y'all. Damn and right. you can check them out on their workout on Facebook. They do internal too. They, I mean, they get some yeah, examples they get some of their uh, some fine examples of their work on their Facebook page. So Bob check Mears and Son Facebook. Mm-hmm. Take a look at it. Check and, it out. Uh, yeah, they're, wonderful they're men. Wonderful friend, men. friend of the show. Okay, so and my lady Beverly. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted. Should uh, give a shout out to her. She's doing very well. Oh, good. Love following her. And of course, got to give a shout out to um, the next Colonel Mrs. Dottie. Um, Dottie Scott. Mm hmm. Timmy, one day you're going to be my stepson. So. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, yeah, shout out to mom. Uh, I've got a lot of shout outs because we've been off a while and there's been people who have written some really nice things about us on other Facebook pages and our Facebook page and Twitter and all things. So if I miss anyone, I'm terribly sorry. It's just uh, it's, uh, it's starting to... It's just he doesn't care. No, mm-hmm. I do care. It's just that I was traveling and it, uh, I didn't keep track of it. As Timmy I was holed up in a hotel with... Hookers, uh, hookers. So <laughs> I was held up and in a hotel whores. with, um, with uh, the consumption. Anyway, a uh, quick shout out, Katrina. Um, she uh, list, had some nice things to say about us on the podcast. That, on the podcast we listen to Facebook page. Thank you, Katrina. Celine, who's very active. Uh, Stephanie Q is very active on our Facebook page. Eric, uh, Trish, Hillary P, uh, Tara Lee, Paul, Charlie. Elise, Phyllis, Donna C, Christy R, Bree, Mary Ray, Rebecca Davis, and also thanks to folks who've recently left us iTunes reviews. We're getting a lot of uh, iTunes reviews now, which we really need. We really appreciate because that helps other people find us. So thank you all very much. We really appreciate it. And if I missed anyone, I'm terribly sorry, and we'll, we'll get you next time. But uh, we want to try to transition into the podcast a little quicker than we have been, so we're going to give that a try. 
Um, and so, are we doing that next time? <laughs> no, we're going to do it this time. We're going to get right into the story. So, is we this get a right. long one or something? Yeah, it is. It's kind of a long one, so we apologize for that as well. Well, could we uh, just one one thing? I thought about this getting dressed this morning. Okay. <laughs> because I was looking at the page, and we still got these girls, these young ladies, these impressionable young maidens, mm-hmm. um, who are who are go by Team Brandy. They identify themselves as Team Brandy. Right. The the cult. And and what they don't understand, you remember the old show Gunsmoke? Uh, Yes, but probably most of our listeners do not. They probably don't, but it was a a Western. It was on for like 25 years. Miss Kitty owned Mm -hmm. the saloon. Yeah, she was a whore. What did Miss Kitty have up in the the upstairs of the saloon? I don't know. She was a whore. She had whores up there. Oh, yeah. And you know, Miss Kitty seemed like a benevolent creature. Mm-hmm. Seemed like, oh, Miss Kitty, nice. She got a heart of gold, whatever. She was whoring young girls up in the young ladies. Pimping ain't easy. Pimping ain't easy. My point being, mm-hmm. okay, she seemed nice on the surface. She seemed like a good woman. But she really was doing evil. So you're comparing Brandy to a pimp? Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying. Flush with cash. Brandy seemed benevolent on the surface. Did that whole scene? No, I don't. (laughs) No, I I do not seem that way at all. Apparently, there's something that these women find appealing in you, and and I'm not really sure. They relate to her because she's a strong woman with strong opinions. It's her mutual disdain of all things, Colonel. And that might be that too. I believe these women are... are, are they might not be so much pro-Brandy as they are. As anti-Colonel. <laughs> no, 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 I like to believe that Stephanie... You'd like to believe a lot of things. pro-Colonel. Mary Ray. I don't think they like Timmy that much. Oh, I think, I think they, they do. do. Yeah, I'm very popular. Okay. Should we get on with the show? You guys have... Yeah, it's a very, it's it's a very lengthy... A it's an interesting story, though. Let's get into the Gainesville Ripper, shall we? Okay. We okay. shall. Oh, thank you. So, um, Danny Rowling uh, was born in Shreveport, Louisiana. Another Shreveport, another Louisiana story. Those southern people are crazy. Yeah, and I'm telling you, there's a lot of crazy shit they happens are crazy. in Louisiana. Anyway, uh, Danny... Didn't we just... Hold on. Didn't we just have somebody on our Facebook page say... Hey, I just want to tell you that all things in Louisiana ain't crazy. Yeah, yeah. They said we was picking. Going, we're not really picking on Louisiana. It's just you know, it's like, it is what it is. We're grabbing a low hanging fruit here. <laughs> Danny Rowling was born in Shreveport, Louisiana, on May 26, nineteen fifty four. So if he was born on May twenty six, Colonel. Born May twenty six, his mama was all popping out at the belly over the holidays with the boy. <laughs> Must have been pregnant. She was pregnant. Yeah, at least four months or so. Um, he had a difficult upbringing, and uh, he was really an unwanted child, and that was reinforced by his father throughout his uh, childhood. His father was James Rowling, uh, and his mother was Claudia. They married, uh, Claudia married uh, James. Claudia. Yeah, when, uh, in 1953, when she was only 19 years old in Georgia. That's pretty sure from probably an old maid in Georgia, I mean, when you're 19. They got married in a rainy night in Georgia. Maybe, perhaps. Mm-hmm. Is that the night the lights went out? Yeah. Yeah, might have been. I remember that. She became pregnant with Danny only two weeks later. Oh, that whore. <laughs> oh, <laughs> she, she was a whore. She was married. Bless her time. heart. She wasn't married to it. She was married. She was pregnant four and, weeks before. No, that. no, that's not what this says here. It's not what the research shows. Sir, that's not what the survey says. Right. 
Well, but um, James was disgusted at the idea of her being pregnant. That's, well, yeah, di- that's disgusted. But, you know... <laughs> That's disgusting. It is kind of the, you know, pregnant women are scary. I mean, they're pretty and they're lovely and all, but they're scary. I think some pregnant women are hot. Oh, I, I believe there's there's something about the you know they say the glow of pregnancy mm-hmm. and whatever. There's something about pregnant women that just beautiful. Mm-hmm. But they're scary as hell. The hormones. Well, I mean, like early on, not later on, of course. Even later on, but the hormones get all the best of them. They they get. I mean, just women at best. At the very best, are uh, halfway sane. Mm. You know what I mean? And you know this, Timmy. I mean, yeah, I'm not agreeing with you, but go ahead. And I'm not. Yeah, I, I don't mean to yeah. dis- disparage. Please finish your ignorant comment. No, I don't mean disparage our women. Listeners. No, you sure don't mean to. But, I mean, if you don't have a steady supply of chocolate, uh, you, you're crazy. Now, Colonel, you I know you had this theory about. You have this theory about menopause. Yeah. Would you like to elaborate on that since you're putting your foot in your mouth on this? Well, it, menopause means you're pausing your your uh, physiological. If I recall, being. you participated in this. <laughs> I believe you helped me come up with this theory. <laughs> but, uh, but you elaborate. Menopause because is when you're pausing to become a man. <laughs> because yeah, that's what that's. Is that's that what that means? Yeah. You guys are so awesome. I'm so glad we're friends. Well, that's he, he's you know that's he's talking like you know from a medical perspective. Just yeah, this is just physiological. <laughs> just physiological. Okay, he so, never met no woman with whiskers that was nineteen years old. He has a point. You shut up, God. So anyway, um, I'm not I think we just like lost half of our list. <laughs> So anyway, during her pregnancy, stay uh, strong, girls. Uh, during uh, during uh, Claudia's pregnancy, young Claudia's pregnancy, uh, Daniel didn't apparent. Or uh, I'm sorry, uh, James, her husband, apparently didn't find it all that hot that she was pregnant because he beat the hell out of her numerous times. Um, now, even if the woman crazy, that ain't cool. No, that's not cool at all. Um, she left him uh, at least once uh, while uh, she was pregnant. She moved home to Shreveport to be around her family. But he followed her there, um, and they, they the marriage continued. Uh, Daniel, Danny Rawlings, was born, uh, on, as I said, on May 26, 1954. Daniel's son. Um, and uh, the fact that, you know, that the baby was born did not change his dad's attitude. Um, in fact, it made it worse. Um his dad would often yell at him um, and physically abuse him. Even at, by the time he was crawling, he was being physically abused. Um, instead of crawling as a young toddler when he was learning to walk, he would uh, Danny would kind of pull himself along on his on his butt, his one leg. His father didn't what? like. It. Yeah, you know, it was a cute little thing. I guess the kid was doing. His father didn't like that, so he would grab him by his leg and kind of bounce him down the hallway. Mm-hmm. So he was being an ass. Uh, How do you see her kill his head? Fathers of dicks. Yeah, yeah, and this guy is... Your kids have no prayer. So, <laughs> remember this. If he's going to be a dick to your young boy, he's going to go out and chop up people. Yeah. It's going to be your fault. It's on your head. So, when Danny was four, he had, he had another... They had another kid um, when Danny was one, his brother Kevin... The three of them, the mom and Danny and his brother, moved out. She, Claudia left James again because of his abusive behavior, but again, she went back to him. Um, 
they had gotten a fight because uh, James was arguing because uh, Claudia, or I'm sorry, Claudia was and James were arguing because um, James kept turning off the television. Claudia was trying to watch it. Probably days of our lives. What a dick. And she was probably watching The Prices, right, or some stupid yeah. shit like so that. So the argument ended when he punched her and busted up her lip. That, that will, tends to end That will end an argument. That will end yeah. an argument. Yeah. yeah. Um, they were separated for six months until you know finally Claudia gave in and got went back to uh, went back to James. He was you know pleaded and begged her to come back. And but I did. love him. I love him yeah. so much. Yeah, it was, it was just, not it was a good decision. Fault. Yeah. So they lived in Columbus, Georgia, for four years until come back home, baby. Um, <laughs> Claudia again left him because of his violent behavior. But again, um, they got back together. Danny was a bedwetter and. Oh. His father would punish him by making him sleep in a urine-stained bed and his clothes for days. Claudia doesn't sound like a peach herself. Well, that's part of the problem. Claudia didn't do a whole lot. She tried. Her father was, uh, his father was, uh, uh, Danny's father, James, was a police officer. And uh, he would uh, handcuff Danny and, like, prep, what is that called, prep walking, you know? Oh, perp walking. Perp walking. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, using it as a toddler. I mean, just to humiliate him. Um, I did that to my toddlers just to get used to the one, be able to keep <laughs> Right. Prepare him for later in life. Yeah. Um, in one incident, Danny's mother went to the hospital claiming that her husband tried to make her cut her own wrist with a razor blade. He probably did. Yeah, he was a real dick. Um, so, anyway, she there was it was off and on. She was leaving him, going back to him. And all this time, you know, she was making feeble attempts to protect her sons, but, you know, so, like, she would have the boys uh, eat. I'd say feeble is pretty goddamn accurate. (laughs) Feeble is generous. But she would have the kids eat their dinner before he came home because uh, he was, you know, he was a stickler for proper table manners. So if they were eating and they would do anything improper with their fork or spoon or use their own cuttery, um, then he would uh, punish them, and um, he even if they didn't breathe the right way. What he is cutlery exactly? I don't know. I guess it's a knife, right? I believe that's cutlery. Whatever. Buttery okay. cutlery. The children would come into the table in fear if James was home. So the, there was verbal abuse, there was physical abuse. He would punish them with a belt, and other times he would take his fist and grind his knuckles into the tops of their heads. Oh, that hurts, man. That does hurt. Yeah, but whatever the punishment, he would insist that they not cry out under threat of further punishment. So the abuse was He was really going to give them something to cry about. Yeah. Uh, mostly the abuse was directed at Daniel, um, the you know, Danny, the older boy. Um, with the physical abuse and verbal abuse occurring daily, whippings at least once or twice a week. As the boys grew up, they became more and more concerned about their father's violence toward their mother, and they would urge her to leave them, but she would never leave him for good. Like I said, she would leave him for short periods. The boys were not allowed to have birthday parties or Christmas. It was Jehovah's No, James felt that that would spoil them. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so one Christmas, uh, when Danny was in the third grade, violence broke out because um, Claudia was trying to have him a little Christmas tree. And, um, of course, he wouldn't stand for that, so there was a big fight. Oh, ain't and nothing fuck up Christmas like a Christmas tree. So she took the Christmas tree and the kids and left, And uh, but soon they, she was back to, with, with him again. Um, so it was a, not a very 
you know, it was pretty unstable. Is this this one of those, the beatings will continue until morale improves? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, So the, the... Danny became very ill and was missed a lot of school, and he got behind in school. It was sore. Yeah, and his his, his teachers recommended counseling. There you go. <laughs> um, but um, he never received counseling. He he was nervous and he had personality problems, uh, but he never received counseling. And his uh, and because he missed school, of course, he got poor grades, and his father berated him for that. Um. Just a uh, so you know, pretty dysfunctional family. Um, he started getting in trouble. Um, he uh, early on and as a teenager, he was diagnosed with several mental health disorders, including antisocial personality disorder, borderline personality disorder, and a sexual disorder called paraphilia, which I guess is the experience of sexual arousal to atypical objects situations or individuals what i took from it is it's just a little bit it has to be kinky to get them off it can't be like normal pretty much what you got yeah exactly a rolling pin yeah i didn't think it was such a you know a rolling pin. diagnosis yeah, starts his like, motor oh so that's what you call it <laughs> yeah so anyway. now i know so now when you're talking to these girls you know how to negotiate yeah exactly how much for the paraphilia so his um, his uh, paraphilia Goodness. manifests itself through early on through voyeurism. He was um, he was caught, a peeper. Yeah, he was caught um, peeping in on cheerleaders dressing high school. He also started getting in trouble. Isn't that uh, how you started? Is that inappropriate? Right? Yeah, <laughs> something wrong with it. Um, he started abusing drugs and alcohol. Uh, he. He dropped out of high school. He started in low-paying jobs, uh, but never worked in one job for a long period of time. He was often fired for not showing up or doing a poor job. It wasn't long before he turned to a life of crime. Um, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, he had a series of felonies when he was young. In 1976, that was a bicentennial year, Colonel, as you're aware. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was convicted of armed robbery in the state of Mississippi. In 1979, he was convicted of two counts of armed robbery in the state of Georgia. In 1980, he was convicted of robbery in Alabama. So he's like going all over the You're south. Like Babyface Nelson. And he's like an SEC man. Yeah. He's going through the whole south. In 1990, like Sherman, just ni- through the south. Yeah, tearing it up. Tearing it up. Yeah. tearing it up. In 1990, he had had finally had enough of his father's berating. And during a family argument, he tried to kill his father, and uh, he uh, his father lost an eye and an ear in the altercation. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of he had it coming. He didn't uh, try hard enough, man. He was trying to do the hear no evil, see no evil. Yeah, I guess. But uh, Rowling then left Shreveport, vowing never to return. Now he didn't have money for an apartment, so he just kind of was tramping around and uh, had a tent where he would just sleep in a tent out in the out in the off the highway or whatever. He obtained money through robberies, including uh, home invasions and bank robberies. And um, Brandy's going to talk about his other dastardly deeds. So, in Danny Rowling's hometown of Shreveport, an attacker came to light, and he had stabbed three members of the Grissom family to death uh, in November of 1989. Yes, yeah, this is right before he left. William Tom Grissom, 55, his daughter Julie, 24, uh, and his 8-year-old grandson Sean were murdered 
uh, after the killer had slipped in through an unlocked door. Julie's body was found bound and mutilated, covered with bite marks, um, and posed on her on her bed in a sexual positions. What in kind a sexual, of sexual? Which sexual I don't, position were they in? Was they in the? Uh, it doesn't say. The lotus, the uh, downward dog, missionary for all I know. Okay. I don't know. These things are important. Yeah, but I couldn't get to, I, I never could get the, the crime scene photos of this. So. Um, the killer had used solvents to clean the victim's bodies in an attempt to eliminate the DNA clues. Uh, duct tape was used to bind the victims. The knife used in both cases um, was the same type. Um, the victims were left displayed in grotesque poses for maximum shock effect, and no one was ever arrested. Um, this happened shortly before Danny Rowling left town uh, and 10 months before the murders in Gainesville actually occurred. In May 1990, uh, after the fight with his father, Rollins made his way to Gainesville, Florida. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Gainesville is a college town. It's the home of the University of Florida. And it has, UF has just under 50,000 students. The Gators. They are the Gators. Yeah. So, um, in the early morning hours of August 24, 1990, Danny Rowling, armed with both an automatic pistol and a Marine Corps K-bar knife, broke through the rear door of an apartment shared by college students Sonia Larson and Christina Powell. Um, when he got in the apartment, Rowling observed Christina Powell asleep on the downstairs couch. He stood over her briefly, but he didn't wake her up. He just kind of was creepy and yeah. doing this stalker thing. Yeah, kind of putting his two fingers over her head and yeah. taking selfies. Or, Weirdo. Yeah. So he then went upstairs and found Sonia Larson asleep in her bedroom. After pausing to decide which young woman he desired to have sexual relations with, he attacked Sonia she lay in her bed, stabbing her first in the upper Ugh. chest area. He then placed a double strip of duct tape over her mouth to muffle her cries and continued to stab her as she unsuccessfully attempted to fend off his blows. Uh, During the attack, she was stabbed on her arms, and she received a slashing blow to her left thigh. She maintained consciousness for less than a minute and died as a direct result of the stab wounds. After killing Sonya, Rowling returned to downstairs of the apartment where Christina... Christina was out. Christina was sleeping one off. She was just out. She slept through that whole thing. Uh, he pressed a double strip of tape over her mouth and taped her hands behind her back. Roland cut off her clothing and undergarments with the K-bar knife and sexually battered Christina, threatening her with the knife. Yeah, if you're not familiar with the K-bar knife, you can Google it. It's a military knife, and it really... It's pretty scary looking. Thing. It is. It really is. And they're legal. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Thereafter, Rowling forced her life face down on the floor near the couch and stabbed her five times in the back, and she died. Uh, he posed the bodies of the victim and left the apartment. Sonya's body was found on her bed, posed with her arms above her head, and their bodies, both their bodies had, were just mutilated. Yeah, again, posing them. He's is, big on posing. Yeah, he's, big, he's a poser. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a poser. Yeah, but um, same... same um, same thing as in Thing, Shreveport. Yeah, that happened in Shreveport. So, approximately 42 hours later, during the evening hours of um, August 25th, that was a Saturday, Rowling broke into the apartment of college student Krista Hoyt, 
located about two miles away from the first crime scene by prying open open the sliding desk. Jeez, Louise. Prying open the sliding glass door with a screwdriver. He had the same automatic pistol and K-bar knife. Rowling waited in the living room for the arrival of Krista. Um, a young woman, he'd peeked in her bedroom, so he'd been peeping on her. Yeah, back to his A few days earlier, yeah. Paraphernalia. Fragging weirdo. Uh, so he waited for her, and when she finally returned home about 11 a.m., Rowling surprised her from behind, placing her in a chokehold and subduing her after a brief struggle. He taped her mouth in her hands and then later and then led her to the bedroom where, after cutting and tearing off her clothing and undergarments, he forced her onto the bed, threatened her with a knife, and sexually bat- battered her. Rowling subsequently turned Krista face down on her bed and stabbed her through the back, rupturing her aorta and killing her. I read... Uh, he's he, a backstabber. Yeah, he... <laughs> backstabber, backstabber. He was a backstabber. I, I, he was interviewed I, in prison later on, and he, he talked about how you how it's easier to kill somebody by uh, stabbing them in the back and going right through the rib cage, right to their lungs. Mm-hmm. But that was the best way to kill. Oh, what a... What a yeah, he thought it through. Great. Yeah. Well, you know, but he was wrong, because if you got somebody on the back to me, and, and I learned this from the Israelis... Um, Clearly, if you got somebody on the back, the the cleanest blow and the quickest blow is a is a knife wound right at the base of the neck. Yeah, but that just right. makes that, you a head on a stick. Hmm? That just makes you a head on the stick. Yeah, and the central nervous system shuts down. They're not going to scream. They're going to die, and they're going to quit breathing. I don't like any part of that. So we're going to move on. Okay, I'm just saying. I don't. If care. any of our listeners get into a situation where no. they got to take somebody out very quickly. You want to do it with a, you can do it with a ballpoint These pen. are the kind of facts that our listeners love to hear from you. Yeah, you can do it with a ballpoint pen. Factual facts. Yeah. You, you go right here. See what I'm pointing right here? Base of the skull, right anywhere between the top of the neck. You're the talking away from the mic. Right through there. No, I'm just I explaining know. to you. Put your finger at the tip at the base of your skull or where your spine I begins. know where to hit it. Any kind of sharp wound through there, you're going to sever the spinal cord and you're going to be done with the person. I know. So we'll keep that in mind. Keep that in mind, Brandon. I always do. Okay. I always do. When he turns his head. <laughs> right. Uh, let's see. Okay, so just as he'd done with his first, first two victims, Rowling posed the body of his third victim, posed her like Vogue, uh, and left the apartment. Uh, Krista's lifeless head was found sitting. So he decapitated her? Yeah, he decapitated yeah, he her. Now he's going to step beyond now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, her head was found sitting on a bookshelf in the bedroom, and then her body was propped sitting up on her bed and bent over at the waist. Yeah. Rolling had sliced off her nipples and left them on the bed next to her. And police discovered that her torso was sliced open from her chest to her pubic bone. Ugh. Why, so, you, why you gotta slice off a woman's nipples? What's that about? Maybe, maybe no, he took, he left them there. Maybe, they maybe he forgot them. Really, really big nipples and he needed some coasters at home. He didn't want to put his glass on the Stop table. Stop talking. So, a little over a day later... Could it could. It didn't. A little over a day later at approximately 3 a.m. So, he's on a rampage. On August 27th. Yeah, I wonder what triggered all this. But I mean, just because he got in a fight with his dad, do you think that triggered yeah. all this? Well, I think he had... Well, I mean, obviously I mean, it was... Clearly, right, right. But well. He's off the hook now. So... Off the chain. Off, off the, the chain. chain. Off the chain. So, Rowling entered a third apartment occupied by roommates and college students, Tracy Paulus and Manuel 
Manuel. Now, this is where it gets Tabo. scary. Yeah, Taboada. Yeah, so this he's he's now breaking in an apartment with a not only female but a dude in her as well. Oh, good. Rowling broke into the apartment by prying open the double glass doors with the same screwdriver he'd used to enter Krista's apartment. Armed with the pistol and the knife. Um, could you make more Excuse noise? Excuse me. Uh, rolling. You got a consumption? <laughs> I got a consumption over here, Timmy. <laughs> Birthday wishes do come true. <laughs> Roland crept into one of the bedrooms where he found Manny Taboada asleep. He attacked Manny. Rolling attacked Manny, stabbed him in the solar plexus, and penetrated his thoracic vertebra. See, it's the vertebrae that you get. Yeah. Manny was awakened by the blow and struggled to fight off his assailant. Oh, that would tend to wake you up. Yeah. Well, you know, and I thought it was bad to have the dog licking me in the face waking me up. Yeah. But having you know, a cane ball come through my thoracic yeah. vertebra, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't like that one. I take, I take vitamins that help me sleep. Well, you and know, if vitamins you, is what we're calling them. No, I take vitamins to help me sleep a little bit. Are so I don't. I don't. Vitamins? I would wait whatever, what, it's what everyone else calls Xanax. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, uh, that's not true. But anyway, lies. Going back to this, um, you know, if you're in a deep REM sleep, and REM sleep. Yeah. REM sleep. Yes. It's REM. It's REM. Yeah. If someone wakes you up by putting a knife through your neck. Man, that's really disturbing. Well, Stand because you know what? Place it always been. seems like you're in the middle. Of, it's like I saw them in concert. It always happens to me. <laughs> From Georgia. I, this always happens to you? That you get in the middle of that dream. You're like in Hawaii and a girl with a grass skirt coming over yeah. to you. And she's starting to drop the coconuts and mm-hmm. the grass skirt. And right as you reach out for You get stabbed stuff, in the solar plexus. You get stabbed in the solar plexus. Yeah, that sucks. So he, um, repo- Rowling repeatedly stabbed him in the arms, hands, chest, legs, face, and eventually it killed him. Yeah, so he fought back a little bit, but... Yeah. but Hearing the commotion... He didn't have chance to fight back. No, no, okay, no. you wake up and you got... Uh, oh, just uh, chicken shit, really. I mean, yeah. my gosh. So hearing the commotion caused by the struggle, Tracy Paulus uh, approached Manny's bedroom and caught a glimpse of Rowling, fled to her room where she attempted to lock her door. Rowling, who was covered with Manny's blood, followed Tracy and broke through her bedroom door. And how scary had that had to be? Rowling subdued her, taped her mouth and her hands, and cut off, cut or tore off her T-shirt. Uh, he sexually battered her and threatened her with his knife before turning her over on the bed and killing her with three stabbing blows to her back. Finally, Rowling cleaned and posed the body of Tracy Paulus and left the apartment. A friend of Manny's had gone to the apartment to check on them after another mutual friend expressed concerns about not being able to reach Manny for a couple days. The maintenance man from the apartment complex was called and opened the door with the master key. They immediately saw Nick Tracy's naked and bloody body in the hallway, and there was a dark bag on the floor near her. The maintenance man slammed the door shut and locked it, left and called the police. They arrived within five minutes. When they entered the apartment, the door was unlocked and the bag was gone. Tracy's body had been placed on a town. Police surmised that Rowling was... Interrupted before he could mutilate her body. Oh. So yeah, what happened really. to what was in the bag? They think Rowling came back and took it? Yeah. His junk. Mm-hmm. He had his stuff in there. Yeah, his equipment. Yeah. Hmm. So those were those were his victims. It's a chicken shit thing. You tack people in their sleep. And you got to well, you got to remember too. These are young girls. These are uh, this is Gainesville, Florida, university town, right before school starts. Weird shit happens in Florida. Yeah. 
So the whole town is the whole town is in panic mode. This whole town going by shit crazy. I mean, it's going by shit crazy. People buying guns. People buying get rocket launchers. One guy came out and bought himself a tank. Really? Oh yeah. But students were leaving, right? I mean, students were leaving. I mean, think Parents about it. Would you want your, your kids out of school? Yeah, would you yeah, want your kids now. in school with that going on? Well, now, one entrepreneurial guy um, got himself, he would he, he started training alligators, Timmy. Attack alligators. That's not true. It could. It would be a good plan, though, in a place like that. Yeah, it would be a good plan. Why have a big dog when you can have an attack alligator? If you're in Florida, you Because they're not very cuddly. Because I think if you tell them to attack, they don't stop, which in some cases is fine. However, they attack on their own. But, but that's uh, what you want. You want. But they're not really aggressive, right? Uh, the, it's the crocodiles that okay. are aggressive. Okay, attack crocodiles. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The saltwater crocodiles. Oh, sure, yeah. Because yeah. this is something that could really happen. Down in Florida, ahead. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know I'd have me a crocodile. I will buy but anyway, you a crocodile. Now, soon the police are inundated with calls, thousands of possible suspects, because you're in a college town, you got all kinds of freaky people smoking that Mary Jane and Devil's Lettuce. Devil's um, Lettuce? Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so anybody who be- behaves strangely, they were likely to be reported. Now, you Man, tell Timmy, you'd be right at the top of the say, list. You'd be I wouldn't be alone. Yeah, so the, it looked like the first p- person they had was this guy named Edward Lewis Humphrey. Yeah, this poor guy really gets a raw deal. Yeah, he's uh, th- this officer Lonnie Scott of the Gainesville Police told her superiors Lonnie is a female, mm-hmm. um, and she was she was having a bad day that day. She needed a Reese cup or whatnot, and she wasn't thinking all that clearly. Bleeding so. through her eyes or her whatever. Yeah. So she thought, well, he's acting weird. Let's just lock him up for the murders. And, I agree. Um, yeah, he was just a, like a uh, he. He was a little weird. He was very, very weird. Mm-hmm. Now he. So she goes over to these apartments where he lives, and it's called the Gatorwood Apartments. Again, a gator. That's why you need yourself a, 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 or, a crocodile. Or it's called that because they're in Florida. At the University of Florida, and the University of Florida's mascot is what, Timmy? What? The gator. No. Oh, no, that can't be it. Okay, you're during right. During these murders, the you're right. gone into a panic. Somebody got a little bitty backhoe, put a moat around the apartment complex, uh-huh, uh-huh. put a bunch of gators in it, and kept the killers out. Yeah. So anyway, and if they needed their house painted, they would call Bob Mears. <laughs> they would call there Bob you go. Mears. They would. Yeah. So if they uh, so anyway, you're at the Gatorwood Apartments. Now you got to be careful there. You can't be walking in with your Wendy's and whatnot because you'll attract the gators. Right. So um, this is where Tracy Emanuel had been murdered. She reported that Humphrey had been asked to leave after he fought with his roommates and and who he said was weird and walked in his sleep. This Humphrey guy, right? Yeah. So this Humphrey guy lived in the same apartment complex where these yeah. murdered. So he's first murdered. Yeah. Okay. Now, when the maintenance man and the manager that attempted to make him leave became, said he became violent and threw a chair at them. Now, I don't know where all of a sudden throwing a chair at somebody becomes violent, but... It sounds like Bobby Knight. Yeah, I mean, these people sound like they're a little sensitive to me, but... Um, he obviously, obviously, he had been through anger management. Well, I mean, you throw a chair. It ain't right. like you threw a meat cleaver. It right, ain't like you right. threw a crocodile. What's the worst that could happen? Yeah. Ain't like you throw a copperhead or, or a sofa. Yeah, a sofa. Yeah. Yeah, so. Love chair. But he Chinese, just, Chinese star, <laughs> and like that. Yeah. 
And so he, he'd been in trouble uh, when he lived in the opposite apartment um, block, and he used to go through people's apartments uninvited. When they dare to lock him out, he'd peep through the curtains <laughs> to get their attention. He was like Otis T. Bass. <laughs> yeah, he was a little creepy. in there. He's yeah. a creeper. Now, by early August, Edward, who's just kind of a fool, he was in trouble again. He was arrested in Ordway, Colorado, <laughs> thousands of miles away, for disorderly conduct. And again, that's probably involved throwing chairs. Um, he's a chair thrower. Yeah. He's a furniture breaker. So he, he's a, he's, he, he has some issues. Yeah. Who amongst us does not? Yeah. But they put him in custody for 24 hours, and uh, she she he got released by his grandma, sent him some bail money. So you know the guy all right, because he got a grandma to care about. Him. Yeah, well, let's yeah. see what happens with him and his grandma. So she returned him to Gainesville. <laughs> <laughs> now, the police were able to gather a lot of parts of uh, reports of Edward's violent behavior towards his grandmother. <laughs> Aww. What kind of son bitch beats up his grandma? <laughs> now, you know what that's saying, Timmy? Uh, that's saying, you, now, now, we just seen the video clip of the woman in Russia with the little kid's head and whatnot. Yeah. You beat on your grandmother, Timmy. Uh-huh. You, what you're saying, what are you saying? I don't know. I want the express ticket to hell. Yeah. That's what I want. Yeah. I don't, because all... Yeah, it's not a cool thing to do. No, I don't want to be standing in line behind all these adulterers and everything else. Right. I'm a grandma beater. Right. I want to go straight to the head of the line. I'm, I don't want to be behind the adulterers. No. I want to be... The standing, fornicators. I, fornicators. I don't want to be behind the devil. Right. And by Brand, the devil, Brandy, I mean Brandy. Satan over here. Yeah. Um, I want, he wants to be standing right next to the class. He wants class. to be talking to the guy that stabbed the Pope. Right. right. That's where he wants to be. Not to get off topic, but do you know that they sell home vasectomy kits? Yeah. The colonel did his own vasectomy. Did you? I thought you did that with like a rusty can and a pair of tweezers. A pair of needle nose pliers and a chainsaw. Yeah, That's no, not a chainsaw ever. No, they and it is. I don't know. It's in pounds. Home vasectomy kit. How much? How many pounds? Uh, th- uh thirty-four seventy-three. So That's about sixty-five dollars. Fifty, sixty bucks. Bone it, but you don't get the drugs afterward. Yeah. All right. Thank Sorry. you for that. Uh, I found that fascinating. Plausible product <clears throat> placement. Yes. Um, Colonel, when please I think continue. of Colonel, I think what of vasectomy. What the hell are talking about? No idea. Please continue. <laughs> you had a stroke or something? What are you, you just throwing out random Wait a minute. information? Really? <laughs> really? I mean, try to... He's trying to do a know, podcast here. What we're doing here, and, and, I, and, and we put a picture up that, you know, we, we, we're, prof- we're supposed to be professionals. Right. And she's just going to just blurt out, like, what? you know. Why don't it's you like she's got Tourette's or something. <laughs> that <laughs> is yeah. amazing. She, it's like she got the idiot Tourette's. You know, That's she amazing. She just blurts out random facts. See, you need to be careful. <laughs> he who talks about nothing <laughs> most of the time. I'm just saying. That is fascinating. And our listeners will find that fascinating. You can get a home vasectomy kit. Well, you can also get a home radon kit to test your basement for poison gas. That's you can get everything on Amazon. If you get on Amazon, you can get anything you want. Why would you think our customer, our, our, our listeners are ignorant? You can probably get a knife while you're Did you there. just say our listeners were ignorant? No, you're saying, you're, you assume our ignorance are listening, our listeners are ignorant because they don't get on Amazon.com. 
I don't know that any of them would look for a home vasectomy kit. Well, I'm just letting them know they have options for birth control. I'm just telling it's you. It's a public service. I bet more of our listeners get onto Amazon looking for guard crocodiles why when they you, do home vasectomy Why kits. wouldn't you just use a condom? I don't know. But I'm betting that your wife thanks God every day that you got a vasectomy. Well, I got a vasectomy. I did. I'll tell you that story one other time. But it was a, it was a harrowing experience to me. It was not fun. Yeah, I, I, Can we get back to the story? Yeah, please. People don't people don't listen to the show for the Home Shopping Network. They want to hear a story about a serial killer. So now please. people people were the police are gathering reports about Edward's crazy behavior. Mm-hmm. And to take our listeners back to me, you want to recap? We got this Edward guy who looks like he's he's a grandma beater. He's a yeah, chair he's, thrower. He's doing all kinds of crazy he, shit. He, and he's peeping in people's windows. Yeah. And so he's being suspicious. He's being very suspicious. Cagey, now, even. Cagey. Other independent reports, not biased, not not the kind of like, you know, biased, unfair, unbalanced reports. These were independent reports right. to me. Um, about Edward, they made the police, um, inc- they included harassment and arguments in one instance where he produced a pin knife at a fraternity house when they tried to stop him from coming in. A pin knife, of all things, Timmy. Yeah. yeah. No way was going to stop him from coming in. What kind in. of monster pulls a pin knife on somebody? I don't know. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm lip fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Wild man. So he was definitely a strange character who police believe could be the killer. So they start focusing. I mean, he really was like 20 years old, I think. Yeah. Yeah. 20 years young, old. At the young time. guy. Now he, he goes back to Granny's house, and as he's on his way back to Granny's house, he's got police copters overhead. Yeah, so they're so trailing it's, him. It's like on Goodfellas. Yeah, it's like on the ice. It's an ice cube video where he's, or, you know. A good day. A good day, yeah, where he's got the helicopters and everything falling. So it's kind of like that. You can sing that song for you. Well, he gets home on October 31st, October 30th. Now, the next day is Halloween, so he runs in. Now, and what happens here is, Timmy, 
his he wants to go out trick or treating still. His grandma wants him to stay home and pass out the candy. No, you're making right? this up. It's October 30th. Yeah, but and, it is. And you know what Granny bought to pass out to the kids? What? Bit of honey. Mary Jane's. Oh, same Mary Jane's. So what do you do to somebody who gives you Mary Jane's? You punch him in the face. You beat the hell out of them. That's mm-hmm. what he did to his grandma. Yeah, so he... Mary Jane's are bullshit. Oh, they are. Yeah, it's like... Yeah. You know, you I mean, want, it's like they're still better than the... Straight uh, jelly beans. No, it's still better than the uh, candy corn. No. Candy no, because you can do funky stuff with the candy corn. No. I like to melt the candy corn with a blowtorch. Put it on a light bulb or something. <laughs> Stick it to a light bulb. It's, yeah. it's cool. So anyway, no. we got the whole Mary Jane incidents. But but anyway, now remember, he got police helicopters all yeah, over. Yeah, he's he, he, he's a marked man, and then he's coming around beating up Grandma. Not coming a, around not beating a, up Granny, so... His mama convinces Granny to sign a complaint charging aggravated assault. So they they throw his ass into custody in the regional medical center for treatment. Now FBI agents room get there soon. They start asking, you know, doing their questioning. Mm-hmm. They think they got their man. They're they're certain they got their man. Now he was questioned extensively for twenty four hours without an attorney, without an attorney. Too. Yes. Now, you know the colonel believe in justice. And you believe in the Miranda rights. And I believe in the Miranda rights, and I believe that once you find somebody guilty, you give them the colonel justice. Right. But he was not found guilty yet, yeah. and he was not even given a fair opportunity. Right. Um, now, when the public defender assigned Edward arrived, they sent him on his way. They just said, get the hell out of here. Get, 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 get. Now, the agents told him that uh, he would not be needed as no arrest had been made in regard to the Gainesville killings as there was no evidence. So if he's not under arrest, he don't need a public defender. Right. But he was in, uh, under arrest for assaulting Grandma. Yeah. Well, and he should have been. Mm-hmm. I mean, he... he, he that he deserved. He had that coming to mm-hmm. him. So there was only one assault charge on Granny, and uh, although Granny's... Granny dropped the assault charge, um, and, and Granny Granny was known around town as a little bit of a whore, so she dropped things. <laughs> not true, out. really. That's yeah. not true. Oh, Granny was dropping the charges. She was dropping granny, her drawers. No. She was dropping all kinds of things. Granny dropped the charges because she was a grandson. She didn't want to get him in trouble. Well, the next morning, she no sweet dated the assault charge mm-hmm. against Edward. He was sent to the Brevard County Jail at Sharps, and bail was set at $1 million. There you go. For a minor assault charge by a first-time offender. Yeah, so they think they've got their guy. They just yeah. want to keep him uh, detained long enough to get the evidence on him. Now, once he got arrested, it that this is when it goes crazy again. Okay. Because the media and everybody else is calling him the Gainesville Killer. Now, they got no evidence to link him to it, and it took the police four days to convince a judge to even get a search warrant to get his house, for his house. Yeah, Um, all this evidence against him is just his erratic behavior. They have no physical evidence at all that he's the the ripper. So they're searching everywhere. He's Um, a dick anyway. Well, he was a dick, but he wasn't a serial killer. Mm. Yeah, he was a granny beater, so, I mean, he had this coming. But they got search warrants for everything, and they get to granny's house, and they get her so upset they had to call an ambulance. Mm -hmm. Now, police are disappointed when the DA matched because they had a little bit of DNA. Well, they had the semen on 
you know. And then the yeah. funny thing about it is that he was so careful to clean up these yeah these crime scenes, but he, he left the goo on. Me. Yeah, he, his yeah his semen was in these mm. girls. Yeah, and it's that's the they goo. call that the prison goo. The prison goo because that will send you straight to prison. Don't know that anybody calls that prison goo. Prison goo. Nobody calls it that. Prison goo. They had they had they had the DNA from the semen, but they had no way of matching it with anyone. And it didn't match up to to this goofy ass bastard here. Yeah, and that really put all. But even though they had no evidence, the police were convinced he was did it. Not did it because there were no more murders after the arrest. So, the perception with the police and the public was that they had to kill her. Now, in October, Edward was sent to trial on the assault charges. Now, remember, he's just got a minor assault charge here. Right. But they know he's the killer, but they can't prove it. Now, his grandmother testified that Edward had not struck her at all. But Edward was sentenced to 21 month, 22 months in the Chattahoochee State Hospital, where most of the inmates were convicted murderers. Yeah, they, they thought they had their guy. Yeah, and it wasn't until um, after they really found, considered... He was not released until 1991 and was still considered a suspect until after Danny Rawlings uh, was sentenced. See, and that's the thing. They wasted all their time because they, they focused on this one suspect. And, you know, they didn't... They, they, they had a task force that got together, but they focused on this, this one, this Humphreys guy. And meanwhile, yeah. even though he wasn't... Uh, you know, he 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 wasn't as active with the with the killings. Rawlings is free, and no one's looking for him. Yeah. Now, what the real killer up to, Timmy? Yeah. What is Rawlings up to? Well, Rawlings, Rawlings. He, he's up to no good. He ain't he uh, he ain't joined the Rotary. He ain't joined the Boy Scouts. He ain't doing nothing. He he's not doing any volunteer work. No, he's out. He damn near got caught robbing a bank with a drug dealer, and uh, with a drug dealer named Tony. Oh, he's back to bank robbing. Tony Danzy. Tony Danza from Who's the Boss? Well, acting roles are dried up. Sure. Oh, yeah. Um, he was I like that show. He was yeah. down in Florida. Uh, he couldn't get a job as a maid anymore? He was turning tricks. Turning <laughs> there tricks. There you go. It's Tony Danzi, right? It's a Tony Danzi. Yeah. Not Tony Danza. So anyway, <clears throat> um, Rolling made a campfire in the afternoon. The, now, go, we're going back to the first murders. Rolling made a campsite. And he'd been his way. He'd been on his way back to the campsite with Danzy, a new friend who supplied him with drugs. When the police had noticed him, Danzy stopped away for the police, but Rowling kept going. As the two officers pursued Rowling, they came upon his campsite. Here, they later found a number of items which would link Rowling to the five murders. But at this time, the only item that caught the attention of the police was a bag of cash covered in pink dye. And here's another one, listeners. You rob a bank. You go in there and you tell them, all right, don't put the packets of dye in there. Yeah, you okay. make that, You be specific. You have to tell yeah. them that specifically. They're still going to do it. They're still going to do it to you. Mm-hmm. They're just going to wait. And, because it it's takes like about, shoplifting when they got those tags on there. It takes about four and, minutes for this stuff to, about four or five minutes for this stuff to blow. Mm-hmm. So they wait, and you think, oh, yeah, I got away, I got away. And all of a sudden, you're covered, your whole side of your neck's red and, and that pink. pink stuff and, on, yeah. yeah. It, ain't, it ain't worth it. It ain't no. worth it. I'll tell you, the easier way to do it is... Um, well, the guy's not bright from robbing a bank in the first place because that's a federal offense, and you get the FBI involved. Yeah. 
Yeah. The FBI doesn't want to be involved in your shit. No, They're bitter but, about it. And you don't want to be involved in your right. shit. No. But if you're going to do something like that, you know, and I'm not, I'm not in any way advocating a life Thank, of crime. Thank you, Carolyn. But if you go to most Coke machines um, and you, you got the lock right there and you get yourself a good Craftsman uh, flathead screwdriver and a good five-pound hammer, if you hit the lock, with the five, with the screwdriver and the five pound hammer, that thing gonna pop right open. Yeah. Are, is right. there an end to this? No, I'm just point? saying. Now you got yourself probably seventy five dollars worth of quarters. You ain't got pink dye running up your eyes. But uh, you know that process that you just explained is actually how he got into the homes by using a yeah, screwdriver. Yeah, you could easily got into the pop machines and went ahead. And they say the, the screwdrivers are just uh, a screwdriver mark when you open a door. Everyone is every screwdriver is unique. unique. It's just like a fingerprint. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. Yeah, that's why you got to change screwdrivers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they're cheap. I don't know why people keep using the same screwdriver. No, I don't know. And again, crazy. I ain't advocating crime, but I no. mean, sometimes, sounds like you kind of were. No, I'm just like sometimes you're a little low on the rent money. So you're a little bit low on the rent money. Now you got some options. Right. Now you can you can drop the coke machine. Well, you can get spider down the corner to front you a couple you know a couple half pound of weed spider. and sell it. Um, or you could just make it clean and easy and break into the coke machine or the washing machine into a laundromat. I'd rather okay. see spider because that's a victimless crime, really. I mean, no, <laughs> you're stealing money. Yeah. Right. From who? From Coca-Cola, a faceless corporate no. entity? No. no, but the guy that runs that. Yeah. The guy a, that... Small business Yeah, owner. the little vendor guy that fills it. Uh, the, you know what? You're the, stealing money from him, and I like that guy. They're the man. They're the well, man. Well, you know I'm, what? Get on with it. I'm just saying it's better than robbing a bank. The FBI don't get involved in Coke machine. No, they don't. They do not get involved. So anyway, this particular robbery, because it is Pink Dye, the perpetrator of the robbery of the first Union National Bank on the previous day had been identified. Unfortunately, he was not suspected as a Gainesville Ripper because the M.O.s were just a tad bit different. Right, he's robbing One went into a bank and said, give me your money. The other one ripped out your spleen with a K-bar knife. Well, you know, everyone has a a job and a hobby. Everybody's got hobbies. Yeah. So now, Danzy and Rowling... They meet up the next day, and Danzy's threatening to call the police because he's a candy-ass chicken. He's like, oh, hey, oh he knows he's, prison. He um, knows he's dealing with a maniac. So Rowling's on the run again. He's making plans to leave, but he got no car, got no money, and he sets about acquiring some the only way he knew. So he's living out, out in the country in a tent, basically, outside the town. In a van down he's by the river. He's living in a, in a tent down yeah. by the river. Yeah. And he burgled uh, the apartment of Christopher Osborne, where he stole the keys to Christopher's ninth, the beautiful, beautiful 1978 Buick Regal. Are you in relation to Ozzy Osborne? I don't know. Sharon I have Osborne? To, we'll have to look into that one. So he drove toward Tampa. Then he burgled. He burgled. He was a burglar. Mm-hmm. Several houses, but failed to achieve anything except leave a trail of evidence. Uh, yeah, he's really out of control with his fingerprints, semen, and hair because he used to that paraphernalia. Mm-hmm. Burglaring used to get him excited, and sometimes he would uh, ejaculate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, happens. It happens. Does. It does. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I'm playing Call of Duty on you know yeah. on the Xbox, and yeah. I get the last kill. It's, it's exciting to yeah. me. It's exciting. I understand. So anyway, <clears throat> Freddy's face. Then he decides to. Uh, 
Well, he, all it, he did was leave a bunch of trail evidence. Now, he was almost caught as he departed from a convenience store robbery. See, I told you, and convenience stores are iffy because those guys carry guns. Yeah, they're not as convenient as they should be. <laughs> Nearly as convenient because you got a gun on the other side of the counter, but that guy got a gun on that side of the counter. Yeah. He reaching for the cash, but really reaching for a three fifty seven python that's going to put a hole the size of a beer bottle in your chest. Yeah. So it's better to just go back to the laundromat, steal the money out of the washers or the Coke machines. Don't try to rob a convenience store. No good ever comes from it. But, uh, yeah, he almost got caught, but he ran into the woods eluding capture. But his, his luck, it about to run out. To what him. happened next? Well, Rowling stole another car and headed for Ocala, where he attempted a daring robbery of a Winn-Dixie. Now, you don't rob no, a no, no, You do not rob Winn-Dixie. You cannot win. There's a lot of shit you can do in this life. But you don't Robert start a land war in Asia, mm-hmm. and you do not try to rob a Winn-Dixie. And never. During the peak of a Saturday afternoon. Or wow. a Piggy Wiggly. Oh, a Piggly oh, Wiggly. Know, I love the Piggly Wiggly. you go out to Pennsylvania East, a mm-hmm. Wawa. Don't okay. fuck with the Wawa. Okay. They will Wawa. F- you know what? Ass. You know what will fuck you up? A food lion. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Or a food crocodile. Yeah. Well, I don't know that that's oh, an crocodile. actual. That's not a store. What a hungry See, hungry you lost girl. you lost the play on words there yeah. when we, oh, we were talking about okay. actual grocery yeah. stores. Yeah. I've never been to a food line. You've never been to a food line? Uh-huh. They're kind of we had we had. Uh, I've been to lines. They're spectacular. Ours, well, also spectacular. Mm-hmm. And our town was called Food Land. It was like food the whole land. land was nothing but food. Well, because you guys, it was like generic Kroger. <laughs> yeah. It was. Yeah. <clears throat> Did you guys even? I was down by your neck of the woods, Timmy. Yeah, we had Kroger's, but uh, not not when I was real small. But as <clears throat> I grew up, we, you're from Portsmouth, right, Timmy? Right. I was all the way down at the Moscow Power Plant. Oh, uh, you were you still far away. That's about, that about, far. Half, about halfway. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, he goes into... My dad used to work here. Did he? Yeah. He goes into a... Uh, we, we broke in. You broke into the Moscow, the nuclear plant? Uh, we just like under the fence. This weekend? Are you glowing or anything? It's Large not vegetables at He's all. got that youthful glow. You know, it's not glowing anymore. You got that Donald nuclear. Trump yeah. orange <laughs> thing yeah. going on. Yeah, but speaking of, Timmy, speaking of, no. let's get the back on this. No. I, I left this because Ted Cruz was bugging me so much. Oh, but the mess that the things are in, Timmy, right now, mm-hmm. I believe I'm going to have to put myself, and I know it's Super Tuesday and I'm getting in behind, mm-hmm. but if you're out there and you haven't voted on Super Tuesday, write in the colonel. So you're jumping back into the race, you and Scott? I got to. But I can't carry Scott with me he, he, until he gets rid of that drinking problem, <laughs> his gambling problem, his hooker problem, and his. Uh, oh, I thought those were all Timmy's things. <laughs> oh, that, I'm sorry, Scott. I slandered you unnecessarily. That's Timmy. Uh, Scott got a history problem. And, uh, okay, so you're going to jump back into the race. I'm going to jump back news. into the race. Um, I actually might vote for him. <laughs> yeah. At this point, I don't know who, what rational person would. I mean, look at these guys. Look at them. They're lunatics. How long, you have short fingers, though, Colonel. No, the Colonel got long piano player fingers. You have baby hands. I ain't got, yeah. the, I ain't got the Donald Trump short fingers. You've got the, the uh, T-Rex thing going on. you got baby hands. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. You know what they say about a man with little hands? Big. Well, never mind. Well, well compared, to, you, Let's get back compared to, to your look. hands, <laughs> yeah. Talk about my presidential <laughs> run here a little bit later. <laughs> Uh-huh. Compared to your baby hands, yeah. So anyway, 
He goes into the uh, supermarket. The way he's masturbating he... really hard. <laughs> it would have to. Ooh, I, now why you gotta think about Donald Trump masturbating? However, <laughs> however, it would still make your peppy look really big comparatively if you have little baby hands. Yeah. So then you would think your Johnson was just. You'd ginormous. almost have to use two hands. Right. Well, then you clearly think it's ginormous. Well, that would be inconvenient having to use two hands. Because one hand got to use the mouse to right. get back and forth to the website. Yeah, to well, the website. stuff's buffering. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you'd yeah. have to move from video to video on porn, yeah. Pornhub. You'd have to get that dragon text converter to say, you know, yeah. next video. Yeah. But anyway, um, we got we digressed a little bit here. <laughs> a little. Okay, so Danny Rowling, he Two hours into, into this the, thing. Into the Winn-Dixie. He forces a manager at gunpoint to empty the office safe. The store's bookkeeper was on her way back to work. She phoned police when she learned about it. The police were well on their way by the time Roland left, headed to his getaway car. The store manager, Randy Wilson, followed Roland as he left the shopping center and was able to tell police exactly where he was. Roland backed out of the parking area. The police were in high pursuit with a... They got the sirens. Woo, 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 woo. And they... It's like Barney Barney Fife coming Who through. Who was there. it on Cannonball Run? No, it was Roscoe P. Coltrane. That's who he sounds oh, yeah. like. Oh, yeah. Hot yeah. Pursuit. It was in Hot Pursuit. So, Rowling, he wasn't really good, good at getaway driver, so he crashed his car into one of those concrete barriers. That will hinder your getaway. It your will. Rail. It's, a, made, it's a barrier to your getaway. He made one last escape, desperate <laughs> escape. <laughs> To escape the clutches of the police before it ended in failure, and he was arrested. Now, he was pretty cooperative while he <clears> waited <throat> in jail for the bank robbery trial. Throughout this time, uh, he had trouble keeping his mouth shut. Many inmates made contact with the investigating team to relate stories of Rowling's confessions, which fluctuated between penitent emissions of sin to bragging, depending on his mood. Now, he forms a friendship, and this is his downfall with Bobby Lewis known as the only man to escape from Florida's death row. Because you know Florida's death row, the appeals process in Florida takes like three and a half days. Mm -hmm. You know, so once you get the death penalty I like Texas. Yeah. Yeah, they're faster than Texas even down there. Mm -hmm. They they make fun of Texas for being so slow to get Well, they have to make room for all the people that are old people that are moving down there. Well, that's true. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, Rolling Nose... The only way he ever going to see daylight again is to escape from prison. So, even if he wasn't convicted of Gainesville murders, Rowling knew that Lewis could uh, prove a helpful friend. Yeah, because he's already escaped once. He has escaped. So, but he, he overlooks the fact that he was captured again. Well, well yeah, that's it, not important um, to the story. Yeah. yeah, but he did it once. I mean, he did it once, so he knew he had the capabilities. It's Andy Dufresne. So in time, Rowling tells Lewis all about the murders in explicit detail. Explicit. He's talking about how he plunged a knife into the vertebrae and what okay, so he's, and he's confessing. Explicit detail. So he's explicit. confessing to his uh, uh, cohort there. Yeah, and confession's good for the soul, too. Yeah. It's good for well, the soul. Sure it's it like chicken soup. I'm not sure it counts that you confess to your cellmate, though. I think no, you have to go. I think a priest has to be able to. Well, I think it was pillow talk to me. Only if you wanted absolution. So, yeah. So, anyway, he admitted that he decided to kill while he was in prison during the 80s, long before he became to Gainesville. 
He said that uh, he had a bad side, which he couldn't always control, but blamed his father's abuse and neglect and the sexual. Because Danny Rollins was a handsome, handsome guy halfway. Yeah, so his, uh, apparently he his first uh, stint in prison, he had a lot of sexual abuse there. And he was, Did he get raped by hobos like Carl Panzerian? Yeah, he he was Carl. He was doing laundry for Carl Panzerian. Yeah, nice. Yeah, servicing him once in a while. Um, and he and he also blamed his ex-wife, which you know, hell, your ex-wife, your current wife, whatever wife, you can blame them for pretty much anything. Yeah, justifiably um, so. So though through Lewis, Rowling just confessed everything, mm-hmm. everything at all. Now he's. Now, Lewis then tells the investigators all this stuff, mm-hmm. okay? Now, the investigators, they're happy as hell, but they don't buy... Now, what Rowling's saying is he's got split personality, and he's calling this other... The murderer, Gemini. Now, the the police are all happy about this defense. Whatever, like this guy's Dexter or something. Like, he's got this dark passenger. Shut up. Yeah. Well, he just seen like wasn't the, he just seen the movie uh, Exorcist three or something just came yeah. out where the character named Gemini in it oh, they come yeah, out like Gemini, three weeks yeah. before. But the point here is the police thought or think they got their guy in Humphrey, right? Mm-hmm. And now they're getting more and more evidence that this is actually their their guy. But hum- they figure Humphrey a grandma beater, so they'll just leave him right him. as they should. It's, and they, now they got two birds in the hand. Yeah. So they figured, you know, one of these guys is a killer. So three weeks before the trial was scheduled to begin, Rowling asked for a meeting with his attorney, uh, public defender Richard C. Parker. During this meeting, Rowling expressed his desire to plead guilty. Now, Parker (laughs) said, you know, this ain't a real good deal because they're going to just give you the death sentence. Yeah, you want to bargain a little bit. Show your poker face. Yeah, because... Poker face. If Rowling would maintain his not guilty plea, he was going to try to use his life story of abuse in uh, many psychiatric evaluations, which established Rowling's mental illness to hope to... He knows he ain't going to get him off, but he's hoped to, hoping that he ain't going to fry in the chair. Right. It's, he's going to claim that they were mitigating And if you plead guilty, you don't get to appeal the sentence. So, despite these warnings, Rowling's was determined to go ahead with the change, admitting that much of the reason that uh, he didn't want the crime... He didn't want the crime photograph scene to be shown. He didn't want, yeah, he didn't want to relive the whole crime yeah. in 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 the courtroom. So and, and this was a, and we got to get into this. We we left out a part because it just was so long. He had this really uh, intimate relationship with a reporter mm-hmm. um, that he a woman, a female reporter, a female reporter that he um, just confessed everything to, and and you know really talked about himself and what this mm-hmm. and that. And so he wasn't a he wasn't a stupid guy. He was a, he he became much like a Charlie Manson in prison. You know, he had a, a devoted yeah, following people followers. Yeah. Um, and and he would Ted Bundy did that too, didn't he? Well, yeah, what he did, it, Richard Ramirez did. One of the things what Ray. happened. Oh gosh, yeah. Was this? Uh, yeah, married, didn't he? In yep, in prison. This is back to me when you go back to the um, internet when they had a lot of people use the news groups using that. Mm-hmm. Usernet. And there was a Usernet, yeah, mm-hmm. and there was a news group for serial killers. Mm-hmm. And this woman who was a reporter was a, very active in that, and she would come back and repeat her conversation. So it was like all these people could be actually involved with Danny Rowling. You um, know what I mean? Yeah. 
So like IRC or something? Yeah, uh, chat programs. Uh-huh. And they would... Uh, the dark web. Yeah, it was the dark web. And anyway, so she that was that was kind of a sidelight, but she was, you know... She they had a relationship. stopped. Mm-hmm. They had a relationship, but she would... She was kind of his surrogate in the outside world, mm-hmm. telling his story, and right. you know, people would be saying, you know, like, ask Danny what his favorite color is, and mm-hmm. she'd be coming back and saying, "Oh, Bobby," you know, yeah. he said, so like tweeting for Danny him or said, "Bobby," you know, say hello. Yeah. It was very, very weird. But Rowling decided he was going to take sole responsibility for the murders of these students. And all that needed to be determined by the jury that was finally selected nine days later was whether he would receive the death penalty or not. It was the responsibility of the jury to weigh and balance the aggravating factors presented, um, you know, whatever mitigating circumstances. If Rowling had hoped that a guilty plea would save him from the shame of having the details of his crimes made public, he was sorely disappointed. State Attorney Rod Smith had no intention of leaving out any of the details, all the heinous details. One by one, he brought forward the DNA matches with semen-filled at the three sites. Semen-filled sites. I mean, they were just... There was semen everywhere. It was Gooville. Yeah. 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 So, Spermarama. <laughs> it was just... It's jizz-tastic. It's jizz-tastic. <laughs> There was items found at Roland's campsite, including the screwdriver, duct tape, and a pair of black pants stained with manual to Boda's blood. Yeah, and then the screwdriver, as I mentioned, he used the same screwdriver, and they could compare them to the door. He also left a a note at one of the crime scenes in the handwriting match. And he left a tape recorder um, uh, message. He had a little tape recorder, mini tape recording. He left a message to his parents Mm -hmm. saying that he loved his parents. And and he sang on it too. He, it was yeah. weird. It was weird. I believe he did a Hank Williams song. Maybe. I'm, I'm so sorry. lonesome. I no. chop people into pieces yeah. and cut out their spleen. Yeah. So anyway, it's a big hit. It, it went to number one on yeah. on the on, on, It was a it was an alternate. Yeah. It was an emo thing too. Yeah. So anyway, in total. Rowling was responsible for eight counts of armed robbery and one count of attempted robbery, one count of armed bank robbery, two counts of aggravated assault of a police officer, committed over four states on top of the murders. Mm-hmm. So, to further confirm in the jury's mind that Danny Rowlings was a violent, sadistic killer who knew exactly what he was doing, Smith described in detail how Rowling tortured his victims. How he had told them everything he planned to do before he killed them, adding to the horror and feel that they had already experienced before they died. And that's just based on his confession? Rolling, yeah. Yeah. Proving that these crimes were committed during sexual battery were particularly and were particularly heinous and cruel. And they keep using sexual battery and I think Well, they weren't making love. Right. Right. When you're making love alone. Remember that? No. Okay, it's from, I believe, Young Frankenstein, when you're making love. Well, speaking of Young Frankenstein, you got a nice streak going through your hair there. You look like a... <laughs> but anyway. It's gray, and it just has popped up since you've been doing your part on this fucking podcast. <laughs> she was young when this thing started. Yeah. <laughs> we 
Hey, give me thirty-five pages. Now I look like now I look like Rogue from the X Files or the X Men. Good lord! For fuck's sake, I mean, how much of this shit? How much of this show the Colonel gonna have to carry on his shoulders? Get on with it. Pages. She got three. <laughs> I got seventeen. You know what? That's the producer's fault. Yeah, I don't know what they was thinking here. I don't know what I was thinking either. So what? Okay, so now to. Now, Rowling's confessed. The prosecutor said, let's drive this up his ass as far as we can. Mm -hmm. Um, But Rowling's still feeling pretty good because he confessed. And most people that confess don't get the death penalty. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, plus he had the mitigating factors of being ahead of his... Of mental illness, of the abuse. Yeah, and yeah, he, he he'd been he'd been raped in prison. Well, um, I mean, you're talking about his. That's daughter. what Chuck focuses on. Yeah, I know. Well, no, I mean that's a, that's a big thing. That's a big thing. Uh, now it was up to the judge to review the aggravating and mitigating factors that make an independent judgment. This whole thing's aggravating. Taking the jury's recommending recommendation and fully into account. Yeah, and the jury was recommending the chair, right? They were recommending death by lethal injection. Oh, okay. But they, the lethal injection was the strange part of this, uh, because they wanted him injected with Drano, not the other stuff no, that you would normally No, that's not true. No. But it could have happened if I was on the jury. What the hell is wrong with you? Read the fucking script. <laughs> Christ on a cracker. Come on. You still got another whole goddamn page. Let's get on with this shit. Son of a bitch. My battery is running low on my phone. You seem a little And the laptop. It was under percent. And my patience. You seem a little tense, Devil. You seem a little tense. Is it is it is it the goal? I swear to God. <laughs> is your friend is it time for your friend a monthly visitor? Do you need a, a Reese cup? Because if you got the PMS, I mean, because you're acting like you got the PMS, and usually I can tell, but since you had that whole medical jump going on, I don't know if that's throwing you a cycle out of whack. Well, Maybe I don't think she was on that cycle when we started this podcast. Right. Since then, I've hit the, the change. <laughs> she is going through the menopause. Menopause. Well, hopefully I'll come out the end of the podcast <laughs> on the other side and be able to whoop your ass for making this go on so long. Well, She'll be brad by the time this is over. These poor listeners, they want to hear the facts. Now, if you just quit interrupting me, yeah. let me stay on. Then maybe you should make some up. Okay. Mm. So, anyway, the jury, what they're saying is put some Drano in the lethal injection thing, but the judge is like, no, no, They're no, still not saying that. that. And but, then. But the jury is recommending death. The jury recommends death. Now, the judge decides to have a little bit of mercy on him. And they're going to give him um, death by lethal injection. That's what the judge decides. Okay. Death by lethal injection. Okay, how's that? How's it? Yeah. <laughs> how's, that but, how's that different than what the jury wanted? Like, well, I'm so confused. Because the lethal injection going to be uh, tiny shards of ground glass in an enema. Okay. Because it's down in Florida where they have kernel justice. All right. So you you grind up some glass, you put in a little enema back. So did they kill him or not? <laughs> Food um, <laughs> is still eleven, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, now, now while he was on the, death row, he his appeals went th- by quicker than his <laughs> yeah, podcast. I know. What the hell? As a result of his murder convictions, 
Rollins was executed by lethal injection of Drano, nope. chloride, none of that. Bleach. None of that. None of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They put one of those dental guards in him. No. Pour bleach down right, right down his throat. None of that happened. But he, but he, did, get, he did get uh, lethal injection. Drove a injection. stick to his heart, cut his head off. He did get lethal injection. It did. When did uh, that happen? That happened at 6.13 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. On what day? <laughs> um, October 25th. And he is now dead. He, at last check, he was still and dead. And he is now dead. Then that's the end of you speaking today. Well, no, what well, was his final meal? Oh. oh, his final meal. Now, this is... This was is it a nice. Pizza Hut pizza? He wanted lobster tail, mm-hmm. butterfly shrimp, baked potato, which is bad for you. Baked <laughs> potato is bad for you. Yeah, that's a yeah. lot of carbs. Yeah, well, well and a lot of carbs. he's clearly got to be careful about watching his weight. And, his and on top of the baked and potato... All of that. He Did he have pasta? Strawberry cheesecake. I'll be a son of a bitch. Strawberry cheesecake. Well, I mean, get he, the fuck out of he here. He can't. Now, he could put you know what? He did lose. He did gain a lot of weight when he was in prison. Because you see a picture mm-hmm. of him before prison. He's a you know he was a thin guy, but at, at toward the end there. Well, because he, people were giving him their puddings no, to be able to well, hit him. Well, I think because hit him and quit him. No, I think yeah. because he was eating regularly, and he probably wasn't when he was out. No, I think man. he was given treats. He got some sweet tea too. Yeah. Okay. Now you know what I would have done if I he was got in? sweet tea. I don't like tea. I would. I would have. Well, he was down in the south. Those people all like sweet tea. I uh, like. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a sweet tea man myself. But you know what I would have done? I would have given him non-sweetened tea. You think he from Louisiana? You think he pissed in it? You just pissed him off. You think he would uh, ask for grits or red eye gravy? Yeah. What? That's kind of a racist comment. Or hash. Is that racist? Mm-hmm. How is that so racist? He's a southern redneck who, who don't want grits. That's not First racist. All, you know what grits taste like? Grits taste like sand. No, you got to put butter and sugar in them. Yeah, it's like a little uh, syrup. You know what it's like then? Sand with butter and sugar in it. <laughs> Have you had grits? Yeah, I had grits one he's time. He's a southern gentleman. I'm a southern gentleman. I don't eat grits. The colonel will eat some hominy. But I will not eat grits. That's nasty. All right, continue, I'll eat Colonel. Some chocolate cream. So, meat. so what? What else? Was it a five-part hominy? Now, this thing in. Here's this son of a bitch. He getting ready. But to he's dead. Like we, he died. Before he died, he showed not a not an ounce of remorse. Not and actually, he said his last words were, "If I had the chance, I stabbed those bastards again." No, no, actually, what no, his no, last words true. were, you know? Do you know? No, he no. sang. A, he sang a song. What did he sing? Did he sing I Will Survive? I don't think he sang that. Because that would have been totally inappropriate. But Last sung, Dance? No, Not Summer? <laughs> he sung something. Um, Why don't we get drunk and screw? I All of those are good ones. Yeah. Um, 99 Problems. Yes, 99 Problems. Okay. The bitches won, though. <laughs> the bitch I would be singing In a God of the Vita if I was him to kind of well, prolong the thing. Oh, yeah, because clearly they can't do it while he's <laughs> yeah. singing. That's yeah. rude. Yeah. Well, I believe he was singing Louie Louie. <laughs> okay. Okay, so so uh, Danny Rowling now is no longer is dead. He's dead. dead. He's dead. Okay. Oh, and, and <laughs> just to make sure our listeners are clear on this, Danny Rowling was a ginger. Okay. <laughs> he was a ginger. So he doesn't look like it from his photos. He was a ginger. Really? Oh, he's freckled and redhead. No, he's he not. I just had a, saw a picture of him. Yeah, he's I don't not. think he, he was a ginger for Christ's sake. Yes, he was. No, he is not. He was also a Presbyterian. <laughs> well, he might be Presbyterian, nothing but he's not that. a ginger. <laughs> nothing wrong with being a He's not like Richie Cunningham or anything. <laughs> he was. He was, he was not. Properly. Yes, he was. No, he wasn't. 
All right, listeners, believe it. Look it up for yourself. Don't believe the bias. I'm going to be posting a picture of the dude when I post a podcast. And post a color picture. Post a color picture. (laughs) Because, oh, look, no, not a ginger. We're looking at the picture now. Show the microphone so all our viewers, <laughs> so all our listeners can see. Yeah, he's he's a ginger. He's not a ginger no, any more than he you got are. Into prison and dyed his hair. Oh, okay. But, yeah, everybody knows what happens to gingers in prison. He don't want to be a ginger born. <laughs> Guy's got blacker hair. Never, ha- never been a ginger. They didn't have just for men really back then. He was never a ginger. No, he does not look good in the uh, orange jumpsuit. No, well, that doesn't bring it. It doesn't bring out his. He's not an autumn. He's not an autumn. He's a he's a spring. I believe. Yeah. He's a spring man. Okay, Brandy. Yes. Any final thoughts? No. I have no final thoughts whatsoever. Do you have a coherent thought to add any time? I do not have any final thoughts. Well, I have several coherent thoughts. Uh, you know, I just think what what's happened here, Timmy, mm-hmm. is uh, you've been gone too long. Mm-hmm. We're um, backing up on our podcast, and I apologize for that. The devil's gotten out of practice. Yeah. Um, but clearly she, she has I do. Done. No, you know what? I do want to say something. I do have a final thought since Chuck is talking, so it doesn't matter. Uh, so my final thought is this. So I know you guys posted both your Facebook pages and put them out in the world. And no, we haven't yet. Okay, so you were going to though. Yeah, we're going to Facebook pages. Yeah, what we, we thought we were going to do is post our Facebook. Uh, our people work. ask for pictures. People of ask for pictures and photos of us, or they ask. I get two uh, two types of email. Either they ask for photos, or they ask if they can friend us in real life on our real life Facebook pages. Right. So. Uh, we had a discussion where we were going to talk about whether we should just put our Facebook um, uh, pages information out there so people can friend us if they like. It's okay with me. It's okay with Colonel. So, well, I'm, so this. So my point is that um, that they're going to post their stuff. I'm not necessarily going to post mine because I have young children, right? Um, and I post some of their stuff on there, and so. But however. Um, I'm not that hard to find. If you want to send me a friend request, um, so, so I can be found because like, I comment on things. So if someone is like really determined and really creepy, they can find you. No, no, <laughs> I would prefer if you're so creepy. She's don't find if me. You're a stalky psychopath. <laughs> what I'm saying is, Timmy, I comment. Kind of like that. Yeah, I kind of do. And like I that, comment. Actually. Well, and I comment on things. So I mean, if you're paying attention, you can clearly see that that's my Facebook page. But so you will accept people if they. See I it. will. I will if I see that they're not like if they only if they don't have any friends on Facebook. Like <laughs> I'm not doing that. But right. and they've got like a, their Facebook profile pictures like a black hood. Yeah, I can't. I can't do that. But so that's so that's why I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to be. You know, cold. I'm not trying to be You're difficult. For your kids, I understand. Yeah, You're I protect. just I have young children, so. Well, you know, and 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 Facebook a funny thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's and, uh, the colonel on the other hand is a Facebook core. Oh, he's all out there <laughs> well, coaching friends and everything else. What I, what I found out is... is I don't know how he got all of my friends. Now are friends with him. I don't, I don't know. You know what? And I do not send friend requests. You can... you can Anybody in here that I've sent a friend request to, you just... you just. But anyway. But you accept anyone. And I will too. So feel free to but send us friend requests. We're the funny thing it. I've learned about a lot of people with Facebook is that they use Facebook as a means to keep up with what other people were doing, but they don't really use Facebook, if that makes sense. No, it doesn't. I, okay, I'm going to give you an example. I got a, short a friend one. request from someone, and I believe a listener to the show, mm-hmm. and they probably have 
35, 40 friends. I see what you're saying. The, and, they, and they're interested they in particularly in a show. Very, yeah, narrow. They use it to follow certain things. Or they may have, a, that may be a secondary Or a account. secondary page, yeah. Because yeah. the Colonel got two pages. I got the History Colonel. Mm-hmm. Um, that no one follows. Right. Strangely, more I get more likes every day. I don't know. I don't update it much, but um, that is strange. Yeah, and I uh, and I have my own the Chuck Cock Walters page. Um, Chuck Cock Walters in Cincinnati, Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. If you want to look me up, look me up. I uh, now I have to tell you, I try to stay apolitical on here, and I'm pretty much on my Facebook wall. No, you yeah, don't at all. Ever? You don't at all. Okay, you and don't. I, really mine don't. is really mundane. So if you guys want to follow me, I would love it, but I don't really. My language is foul. On my Facebook page, you, you, you get a lot of comments on shit when you post. You get like, we posted one day. We oh, took that a fifth, sign. We, there was a sign in the hallway. It said, "Where was it? What did, are you, uh, hold the handrail." Hold the handrail. So we took a picture of it and we posted on Chuck's page. No comment. No, well, com- no, with no context whatsoever. Nothing. Just a picture of that sign. And you got what, like fifty-eight comments? <laughs> <laughs> are you okay? Do you need help? <laughs> I, I got I got a lot of friends. You I do, you do have a lot of friends, and we. So, if you would like to, you know, friend us on Facebook, feel free to do so. We'll put our information out there, and you'll find Brandy if you're interested in finding her. So, do we give a shout out to Charlie? No, go ahead. Let's give a shout out to Charlie because she. We speaking of Facebook, we're friends on Facebook. And a girl just funnier now. She oh, really is. She and is and funnier you know what? She, that, her podcast is really good. I'm blocked. I'm blocked. She did one yeah. on a um, a true crime uh, a, that is really good. I think it's one of her. I think it might be the latest one. And I listened to it um, when I got back from Thailand. It's really good. Well, she and my she mom listened to it too. She put a comment that. down, and she was editing her thing, and I was like, Charlie, we we have free yeah. software. And, and, and Timmy. A, and a $99 microphone in Timmy. We don't do any editing. No. No. So. We, we kind of keep it real. We just like, <laughs> we don't do whatever we get. Whatever you get. We probably need to do some editing. I think that's lazy. I think it's just lazy on our part. Yeah, yeah it is kind of lazy. But, you know, it is also kind of, if you start adding it, then it, it kind of loses the flow. Right. So we just kind of just throw it out there. We record it. And then we post it. Usually in the same day. So yeah. we don't do a whole lot of editing. But no, uh, we but say she's we don't professional. Do we, we, we don't do well, any. Actually, if you listen to our podcast and I, her podcast, you can tell that there's some difference in quality. Yeah, yeah, yeah you really can. She's a little higher quality yeah. than we are. But, but we have a cool theme she's song. She's probably a better person. We have I, a cool theme know, song. I'm not certain that she's a great person. <laughs> she <laughs> is a and nice person. That's kind of what I like about her. She's, she's funny. Um, she's very funny. Yeah, she's funny. Right. Uh, we have some great listeners, and we appreciate all of you. Um, so thank you for listening, and we'll see you again real soon next time on... Oh, can I interrupt you a long time? Damn it! Celine, thank you. I went out and bought a five-gallon bucket of peroxide. Damn it. Celine, one of those prop people that everything that's wrong with you, uh-huh. she tell you, put peroxide on yeah. it. Yeah. Like I, Wendell, I like oh, Celine. look at this. I got a cool. gunshot wound in my thigh. Mm-hmm. Oh, just put some peroxide on it. The peroxide does cure a lot. Okay, Timmy's going to wrap up the yeah, show. Wrap it up, show. Timmy. All right, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you again next time on History Do We Where are they going to find us? 
Oh, yes. Find oh, us. my God. <laughs> Find us. We're getting more. Actually, we're starting to get a few followers on Twitter. Well, so, you need to keep up. We're on Twitter. We're on we're Facebook. On Twitter, wait a we're on Twitter at History Dweeps 1. Uh-huh. We're, we're on Facebook. On, we're on Facebook. We're on the iTunes. We're on the iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on Stitcher. We're all over the damn what place. FBI's 10 most wanted <laughs> Pretty soon. Yeah. Uh, we're all over the damn place. But please look us up. And please, if you want to do anything for us out of kindness, if you like the show, please leave us a review on iTunes because that's how people, other people find us and we would really appreciate it. And for those of you who have left us uh, iTunes reviews, thank you very much. So, having said that, let's say goodbye. Goodbye. Good day. Good day. And we'll see you next time on History Dweebs. Bye, everyone. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.